Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I have another solo sewed for you guys today um, before I bring on some epic guests that I mentioned in the last episode. So get excited. That's actually going to come next week now. So get pumped. But until then, you got to listen to my voice. So huzzah, everyone wins, right? I got to talk about my feelings. You guys got to listen to me. (laughs) Everyone wins. It's great. Don't even worry about it. But this topic, I'm hella, hella excited about. So if you are ready to go, brew some coffee, bitches, because we about to be in Danny Church today because I'm going to be preaching on relationships. So get excited. We're talking about relationships. And I know that if you are either in my pre-order club for my VIPs um, who have pre-ordered my book, if you want to pre-order my book, go to danielledreso.com slash book. But I share so much information on what I'm writing about there and all over the internet, really. But mainly there is a place where you get to be part of the experience of this book and you get to ask me questions and get my feedback on things and hear the behind the scenes. So every single Sunday I go live in that group and I share the behind the scenes of my writing process. I do a little bit of teaching and a very uh, much more in-depth experience than I can fit into these podcasts. You know that these podcasts, yes, they're long form and yes, I can ramble forever, but there's still so much more I want to share with you guys that I just don't have time to do in each solo sode or in each episode or on my Instagram every day. It's like there's so much more good shit. And so I'm going to be sharing that every single Sunday in the Facebook group. Right now, it's $25. That's it. You get a pre-ordered copy of the book signed by me. So exciting. You also get VIP access to everything that I put in that group that might not make it to the final cut of the book, which is so exciting. So you guys get so much bonus material. You're going to get VIP access to any book launch things, any book signings that come up, like everything. So that's your little hub. It's $25 a one-time payment right now. As I add more to that group, the payment will go up just because there will be so much more content in there and like so much more teachings and so much more epic shit. So as I add more epic things in there, the price will go up. So make sure that you like slide into that right now just because it's $25, yo. Like, and you get the book and you get so much good shit. Anyways, it's amazing. More of the story. That's not what I was going to talk about, but I'm very excited about it. But if you're in that group, you know that I've been talking a lot about relationships. And if you've been talking to me recently in my Facebook group too, Unleashed Unfiltered, that's my free Facebook group um, on, on the face page and even on Instagram and stuff like that. Like I've been all up in the relationship chapters of this book. Right. And we talk a lot about online dating and I talk a lot about my opinions on online dating, which I will, don't worry. So many people have been asking me about it. So don't worry. I'm going to go in in depth in a different 
episode, but my opinions on online dating, my opinions on flirting, like why I feel confident enough to make the first move, even though like rejection is scary, right? And all these things that have come up really recently as I'm writing these chapters and kind of reflecting on my relationships in my life. And today I want to talk about something that has come up time and time again for me, for my clients, for people who follow me. And it's really the sense of security within yourself in a relationship and outside of a relationship. So this is what I've seen tend to happen. And I've been on both sides of this. Okay. So I can speak from personal experience and I can speak from coaching people through this experience. And I can speak from just the things that I see with my friends and people in my life. So on one side of the spectrum, this, we have this like, I'm so safe as a lone wolf mentality. So this is, I call this like my boss bitch mentality, which is like, I don't need a man. Like I'm fine. Like whatever. Like I do me. And it is so easy for me to emotionally shut off and go into this like, I'm an ambitious, really strong, hyper-masculine person that can just like get her done, right? And get my shit together and just like figure it out on my own. And I don't necessarily need someone to support me because like I've got my own back and all this stuff. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with like hyper-masculine and like feminine energy and stuff like that, like I believe gender is fluid. I believe sexuality is fluid, all that stuff. But there's this aspect of like masculine is very like head energy, in the spiritual community, it's like very like, like do like the hunter mentality, right? And then there's like the receiving end of the feminine energy where you are attracting things in your life. And for me, I find it very easy to control things, right? <laughs> to try to like control, manipulate, um, make things go my way. <laughs> like just being like, this is what I want. I'm going to make it happen. It serves me. It serves me a lot in business. It served me a lot in my career. It served me a lot with like this mentality of if I want something, I'm going to make it happen for myself. If it's not handed to me, I'm going to build it myself. So it's very easy for me to fall into that place in relationships if I feel unsafe. So if I feel unsafe in any way, like I don't feel supported or I feel like someone's not meeting my standards and we are going to dive so deep into this. So oh my God, get excited because we're going to talk about expectations. We're going to talk about standards. We're going to talk about why there is resentment in relationships when it comes to like expectations and standards like yo 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 we gonna get into it all okay so get really excited okay so this like hyper masculine or like boss ass bitchness like this mentality of like I can do it myself I'm a strong independent woman I got this don't worry is also equivalent to, so if you guys have heard me talk about energy before, I always teach on like, don't Dragon Ball Z out your energy. Like there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. Cockiness is let me Dragon Ball Z out my energy. So like get that visual. If you don't know what Dragon Ball Z is, I cannot help you. But that visual of like having an energy ball and being like, ah, right? And just like shooting the energy out at someone. That is cockiness. That is hey, guess what? I'm not secure in who I am or I don't trust myself or I feel very unsafe in this moment. So I need to prove to you that I'm safe and secure in who I am. And therefore you like push out this energy, you project out this energy, or you might be in a space where you're like, I have to prove to you how awesome I am. So you project out this energy or I have to like manipulate you into liking me. So you project out this energy or you're like, I feel as though you might not be interested in me or interest or find me interesting. I heard this the other day when I was talking to someone um, who reached out on Instagram about one of my Instagram stories and they were talking about how they always feel like they have to be more interesting. 
And I'm like, that's that is that in itself is very interesting to me. But that's the energy of I have to Dragon Ball Z out my energy so that I can keep your attention. And there's like attention addiction and so many things that I'm 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 writing about right now and I can't get into all of it in one episode. So like y'all pre-order the book and listen to the upcoming episodes of this podcast and follow me on everything. You'll get all this information. It's gonna be so, so juicy. But I write about all of this in the book. But this idea of like Dragon Ball Zing out your energy, it feels in the moment very powerful. Like you feel mildly empowered, but it's a false sense of empowerment. It's like, look how awesome I am, guys. Like I'm going to convince everyone how awesome I am. Do you feel how awesome I am? I'm super awesome. Did you know how awesome I am? Right. And you are projecting out all this energy like I'm strong. I'm independent. I don't need you like blah, blah, blah. But but you should want me anyways. But I don't need you. But like, please like me back. And like, I don't need you. Right. So you're pushing away everything that you desire because you feel this need to generate all this energy from yourself. Like that's fucking exhausting. Trust me. Put your hand up if you felt this. <laughs> like, right. Everyone's hands up. Um, but this sense of I have to now project out how secure I am in myself. And it is so exhausting. I know because it's very easy for me to slip into this mode of like putting a wall up, shutting people out, numbing out and being like, oh, I don't need them. Right. If they're if they're not into me, I don't need them. Like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> but it's not that energy of like, like, fuck you. Get out of my face. Like, tell them boy bye. Right. If we're talking in Beyonce terms. But it's not this energy of like projecting out to them. That's like the one side of the spectrum. That's the lone wolf mentality. That's the, I don't need anyone because deep down I'm terrified of being hurt. Deep down I'm scared of fucking it up. Deep down I've had so many experiences that have told me that it's not safe to be in a relationship that's told me it's not safe to try new things or date people who intimidate me or date people who might be out of the realm of what I think I am worthy of, right? And we just create all these experiences in our life we like take note of all these experiences that we've had we create these ideas and identities in our head based on these limited experiences where we're like oh that thing that happened with that person it could have been an amazing relationship you could have been dating for like years and years and it could have been awesome and then it ended terribly and now you've convinced yourself that oh, you don't deserve happiness because it ended terribly. Or you convince yourself like, oh, you're not worthy of something that great again because you fucked it up. Or you convince yourself like, oh, if I get in a relationship again, it's just going to end. People are just going to get hurt. It's that lone wolf mentality, the mentality of like pushing everything you want away from you so that you can keep yourself safe, okay? So that's one side of the spectrum, okay? So in your mind... I want you to just like imagine that's one side of this like gradient, okay? On the other side of this gradient, okay? On the other side of this gradient, you have the codependency mentality, right? The you have to soothe me mentality. The mentality of life has to come to me. I refuse to make anything happen. If things come to me, awesome. If they don't, I'm just not going to take any initiative. I'm going to wait until people come to me. I'm going to sit here and wait until life like smacks me on the ass. I'm going to sit here and wait until someone proves to me that they're worthy of my time. I'm going to sit here and not do anything. I'm going to kind of twiddle my thumbs and like be in this really, really deep receiving mode where like I'm magnetic to all my desires, right? But from this place that is a total cop out, from this place that you're like, 
I've been taught that I'm not, I don't, I'm not allowed to get what I want. I've been taught that the people who I like never like me back. I've been taught that, um, you know, that everyone on these dating apps just wants one thing or these excuses that we make up in our heads. Like, oh, I've been taught that it's not safe to like people because I'm only attracted to unavailable people. Um, and that means like emotionally unavailable where they're just not ready to be in a relationship, but also like physically unavailable where they're like, like physically just like don't have time or space or energy for a relationship or in a space where it's like they're unavailable in the aspect of like, it just doesn't vibe with your values. Like maybe they're a a friend of a friend of an ex or something like that, where it's just, you feel like it's unavailable to you, but you want it but it's unavailable to you. So you convince yourself that everyone that you want doesn't want you back. So you're like, fuck it. Why even try? And so you just sit there and you're like, I'm going to wait until love smacks me on the ass. Or you're like, I'm going to sit here and wait until someone comes into my reality of what I truly desire and blah, 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 blah. Right. And that once again is the complete opposite side of the spectrum where it's like, You're going to sit there and now you're going to convince yourself you can't have what you want because now you're too afraid to actually go out and do something about it. I had so many people reach out to me saying, Danielle, the reason why I can't reach out to someone or walk up to a stranger or talk to someone or make the first move or ask someone out or like go up and smile at a stranger or something like that, who I think is a total hottie and 10 out of 10 bangable. It's like, I'm terrified to do that because I assume they won't be into me. Or I assume that they're taken. Or I assume that I'm not interesting enough. Or I assume that they're not going to be into my body. They're going to think I'm too fat. They're going to think I'm too short. They're going to think I'm too tall. They're going to think that I'm not as cool in person as I am online. They're going to think that I have a weird face. I don't know. Like whatever those insecurities are that you project onto other people, once again, is another way to try to protect yourself. So we've got two protection measures on either side of the spectrum, I want you to visualize this for me, okay? Whether you're driving or maybe draw it on a piece of paper or something. I should do a video where I like teach this shit like with an actual visual aspect because I love having things to look at as well. Like when I'm learning things, I'm a kinesthetic learner. Anyways, moral of the story is that this visual of the two spectrums, these are both the same shit. (laughs) I want you to understand this, okay? I want you to really feel what I'm like putting down right now. Pick it up. Pick up what I'm putting down right now because they're the same exact thing. I know because I had patterns of both and I still find myself falling into patterns of both. There's the Dragon Ball Z pattern where I'm just Dragon Ball Zing out my energy forever that I'm like, no one come near me. I'm fine on my own. Like, I don't want to date anyone. I'm done with dating. I'm done with men. I'm done with ladies or whatever you're attracted to or identify as. You're just like, I'm fucking done. And then there's the moment where you're like so needy and so codependent on everything where you're like, I'm going to sit here and let everything come to me because it's so scary to be rejected. And both of them is a fear of rejection, a fear of being embarrassed, a fear of finding out that you're not as awesome as you think you are, a fear that every single thing that you've been taught growing up about who you are will be validated in this moment, a fear that what that bully said in grade one is going to be true, a fear that you're actually not as awesome as you hope to be in this world. And I'm here to tell you that it's bullshit because you're awesome. You are awesome. And the person or 
like, yeah, the person who you, you want in your life, that like partnership thing, like I'm painfully monogamous, you guys. So I'm going to speak from that aspect, but like you do you and translate this into whatever you feel called in your life to like embody in this moment. But I'm like painfully monogamous. So it's like that human being that I want like a partnership with to like do life with on like a really fucking awesome, amazing, fun, exciting, like amazing like Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell style like romance type deal. It's like that person is not going to be emotionally unavailable. That person isn't going to be awesome on all these different counts, but like too bad that this worked out, right? Like there's not going to be those moments of red flags. There's not. So it's like walking up to these situations being like, guess what? They may not be into me, but that has nothing to do with my identity or who I am as a person. It's knowing who you are so deeply that you're grounded into who you are, but then also being okay with putting yourself out there and realizing that if someone doesn't like you, if someone doesn't reciprocate the emotions or the feelings, or if someone doesn't text you back, or if someone's not making like initiative or like taking initiative, I should say, in making plans or making it happen, that is not a reflection of you and we make it mean everything about who we are. And it's not. It's not a reflection of us. That's like their own shit. You're still awesome. You're still, you still have all these amazing qualities. There's that one, oh my gosh, y'all are going to have to Google and YouTube this because I don't, I don't have the, it at the tippity tip of my fingers, but you could probably Google it. There was this one teacher, there's this video going around on the internet of this teacher who stands up at the front of class and is like, this is a $20 bill. Who wants this $20 bill? And everyone puts their hands up and he's like, okay. And then he crinkles it up and he's like, okay, this is a $20 bill. Like, does anyone still want this? And everyone puts their hands up and he's like, okay. And then he draws on it. He's like, this is a $20 bill. Does anyone still want this? Right. And everyone puts their hands up. And the premise of it is that no matter what, the money doesn't lose its value. No matter what the shit that you've been through, you do not lose value. I don't care how much money is in your pocket right now. I don't care if you still live with your parents. I don't care if you live in a fucking ball and mansion. I don't care if you have five Rolexes. I don't care if you can't find your shoes today or you've lost your keys or you've had just a day to yourself. You do not lose your value. Okay, this shit, this is going to have to be a series because damn, this is like I have so much to say on this, but that's the thing. And that's what we tend to do is we tend to convince ourselves that we have lost our value. And then what we do, this is actually what I really want to talk about today. I went on a tangent, so I'm going to like tap this in here and then potentially maybe do a different podcast episode in the next few weeks about this. But what happens is that when we're single, we have those two mentalities of like pushing people away and then being super needy. But you also have those tendencies. You can have them, I should say. Not everyone has them. But you can have them in a relationship as well where you have those codependency habits where if someone's not meeting your expectations, if you're like, I want you to show up in this way and they don't, you either have like a fuck you mentality or you have a super needy, clingy, like I'm just going to wait for them to rise up mentality. And a lot of it is just projected based on our own fear. So little things turn into big things because we want someone to show up in a way that makes us feel supported. But here's the kicker. This is what I've learned. There's so much more about codependency and like this is kind of a blanket statement right now, but I want to talk about it, is this idea of, You've shackled yourself to this like idea and limitation of who you are, 
based on experiences, based on your own insecurities, based on what you were told growing up, based on if you weren't athletic, based on if you have thicker thighs or if you're tall and like super skinny or if you were like short and like stubby, whatever. Okay. You've created this identity and these limitations based on the environment that you grew up in. Okay. Or experiences you had in your life. And these limitations, they stay with you. They're in your subconscious brain and they keep coming up and you can heal them and move forward from them. And they're never going to be an issue again, or they're going to keep coming up as a pattern for you. Either way, you still have them in the back of your head. And what we tend to do when we get into a relationship or when we get into like that in like phase, right? Where you're like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over someone is that we give them our limitations. So we expect them to support us in a way that we feel super safe in. Okay. So we kind of put that on them. So you could be someone even like me. Okay. I've had this happen where like I feel myself going into these patterns and I've been doing self-development work since I was 18. Okay. And I'm 26 now. Like I've been working on myself for years and years and years and I love it. And I fucking love showing up as the best version of me in every single area of my life, business, relationships, everything, every single day. But I'm still a human being, right? And like humans are so rad. Like self-discovery is so cool and I fucking love it. And I could geek out about it all day long, which I do. Thank God I have a business that I can do that in. But what happens is that we get into this place where we work on ourselves so much and we are so on top of our mindset work. We're so on top of our emotions. We're so tapped in and locked in into like knowing who we are. And this is normally like right after that self-discovery phase, right? This is another thing, both sides of the spectrum. You, there's also the Dragon Ball Zing out your energy and that I just need time to self-discover energy, right? Where we kind of isolate and we forget that like 80% of our self-discovery happens from like having relationships with the world around us, right? Interacting with the world around us. Like self-discovery, you can't just read about yourself. You can't just meditate about yourself all the time. It's like all those tools combined is what creates the self-discovery because implementation really does. Like you don't know if you're allergic to something until you eat it. This is, I, I was talking about this in my group the other day where I was like, this is a really good like, um, metaphor for self-discovery. I'm allergic to cilantro. How did I find that out? Face deep into a bunch of fish tacos. And it was like very interesting, but I would have never known that I was allergic to that unless I had that experience. You don't know what energies you're allergic to or what people you're allergic to or what situations you're allergic to or what your standards are until you are met with a situation where you're like, fuck that. I'm not available for that. Right. And so in the one end of the spectrum where you're like doing nothing and you're like, I'm just like in this mode of self-discovery. Yes. Take time for yourself. 110%. Don't project your shit onto other people. Heal your wounds, all that stuff. But don't isolate yourself out of safety or isolate yourself because you're scared to lose yourself in a relationship. That is a fucking like isolation energy. And that's the energy that you have now convinced yourself that you're not safe in who you are. So you're not going to interact with the world around you. And a lot of people isolate and they get really sad and they feel very disconnected from the world around them because they're convinced that no one gets them and no one understands them because they've been taught and experienced experiences where like no one has fully got who they were, but you have yet to experience everyone understanding who you are and everyone like attract you attracting like-minded people and going on epic dates with like these people who are amazing to talk to and amazing to be around and who you just like love being around their energy, but you don't get to experience that if you convince yourself that isolation is the only thing, right? Okay. So going back to the relationship thing. So 
what tends to happen is that we go through the self-discovery mode. If you're anywhere, anyone like me and you're like, I now know myself. I feel confident to like reach out and start dating. And then you start dating someone and you're like, holy shit, I like them so much. And you go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then you lose every part of who you are in that interaction because you have these shackles. Okay, we're going back to the shackles. That was an important thing. Okay, you now have changed, chained yourself to your own limitations and your own insecurities. You're like, these are my insecurities. And instead of dealing with them and healing them, I'm either going to isolate or Dragon Ball Z out my energy and just not deal with them. But then a relationship comes on or a, a like, like you like someone, you're like all goo goo for them and stuff like that, infatuated by them. And you expect them to just hold your shackles. And you kind of like take these chains and you put them in their hands and you're like, oh, that feels so much lighter. And for a short period of time, you feel free, not because you got rid of your limitations, but because you feel like supported by someone else. Someone else is holding up your weight and you're like, awesome, cool. So I don't ever have to deal with this ever again, right? Because like you can hold on to this, right? Like I'm going to put this on you and I don't have to deal with it. So if you're anything like me, you go into relationships where you feel very safe you're like, ah, oh, now I'm safe because I'm loved for who I am. Ah, yes, now I'm safe and I don't have to deal with my own shit because I feel safe in this relationship, right? Or I feel safe because I know you like me or I feel safe because I know you're goo-goo about me too, right? So you're like, I don't have to deal with any of these insecurities or the root cause of any of this shit. You can just hold on to this, right? And then you get to a place where that's that energy starts getting kicked up. Again, so whether you're dating someone for a little bit or a long time or someone doesn't text you back or something happens, you're like, whoa, where did all this weight come from again? Because that person can't hold your limitations. They can't. They have their own shit going on. Everyone's got their own insecurities going on, right? Everyone has their own emotional capacity for a certain amount of shit in their life. And if you're expecting someone else to hold all your insecurities on top of their insecurities, that's a lot of expectations to put on someone. That's not standards, quote unquote standards. That's expectations. That's totally different. Because standards are like, I have a standard that, I don't, like, I don't know, that people aren't assholes in my life, right? So I just have like a no asshole policy. I also have a party people only policy, which means that if you're not fun to be around, like I don't want to be around you. <laughs> but like, Or if you're not okay with like me being a jokester and stuff like that and also being like, Let's laugh about Step Brothers, the movie, but also can we talk about the meaning of life? Like that's totally me, um, as you guys probably have already already know that, right? So if someone's not on my vibe or on that wavelength and they're like, don't agree with my values or they don't, they don't have the same mentality about really going for your dreams or something like that and they're, they have like a limited energy, I just, I don't, I choose not to be around them, right? But I'm not like, you suck, you're a terrible person. I'm like, cool, that's where you're at amazing. You're still awesome. You're still amazing. I'm going to be over here in like my Danny bubble though. And I don't think our energies work, right? So that's standards. The other thing is expectations. And that's expecting someone else to hold your energy when your energy is wonky. And so maybe you go through a space where you feel like all these triggered emotions and you put that on the other person and you're like, you're the one that made me feel this way. You're the one that put the weight down. You're the one that shackled me to this thing and you try to put it on them. And it's like, no, it was always you. 
It was always you that locked yourself into that thing. You just expected someone else to hold your insecurities because you didn't want to come home to who you are and you didn't want to deal with your shit and you didn't want to have to actually look at yourself while you're in a relationship, okay? Because it's not like all your insecurities go away when you're in a relationship. That's not how it works. When you're in a relationship, it, it takes work, but it doesn't take work because it's like, oh, I don't believe in this aspect of like relationships are hard work, quote unquote. I believe that like relationships are a constant fluid thing of learning how to hold space for each other and hold space for yourself. There's a Rupi Carr poem and I love it. It's from The Sun and Her Flowers. It's like one of my favorite poetry books. Things. It's like the only one that I own, but I love it. And she has this poem that says, when you are whole and I am whole, we are two sons. And I think that's fucking beautiful because it's like, I'm not expecting you to complete me. I'm not expecting me to complete you. You're not expecting me to complete you. I'm going to complete myself. You're going to complete yourself. But then we can coexist in this really beautiful, fluid way. And there's going to be constant adjusting and there's going to be constant energy like figuring out what pieces fit where and actually having conversations about feelings and figuring out how to coexist together in a really beautiful way because you're dealing with like you have your own game of the Sims going on. I always talk about this. Your life is a giant game of the Sims. You are player one. And you're, you've created this entire environment. You've created this entire life for yourself. You're, you're like doing your thing, right? You know what you like. You know what you don't like. Maybe you're discovering that right now. You're figuring it out. And then you have someone else in your life now that you're coexisting with who has a completely different game going on. Like you can't expect them to drop everything in their life to come into your game, nor can they expect you to do the same for them. It's like, how do you coexist in a really beautiful, supportive way without holding resentment towards each other by staying really true to yourself? Because the only time you have resentment towards someone else is when you're not honoring yourself. Let that soak in for a second. If someone's overstepped your boundaries and you have resentment towards someone, how did you allow that to happen? How did you maybe not have great boundaries? How did you, and, and this isn't like a, oh, I suck. Like how did I blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you're just recognize it. It's just feedback. It's a self-discovery party. Do a little happy dance. You're discovering who you are. And it has nothing, nothing to do, nothing at all to do with you being quote, quote, blamed or whatever. So don't go into like a little pity party, but you are in control of your own reality. So like, are you allowing someone in your life who constantly disrespects you? Are you allowing them to disrespect you over and over and over again and making it mean something about like them or resentment towards them when like you can walk away from that? Your, someone else's emotional drama, this is also something that I've learned. It's going to be in the book. More about this is, is going to be in the book, okay? Someone else's emotional drama does not have to be yours. You are not obligated to take on someone else's emotional drama. That means if you get into a situation with someone where they have all this emotional drama and trauma and all this shit that they're like trying to project on you and it's trying to, they're trying to make it a you thing and they're expecting you to fix it, it was never yours to begin with. Ask yourself, was this mine to begin with? Do I want this? Right? Is this mine? And you can walk away from it because you're not obligated to show up to anything that you were invited to emotionally. Like you're not obligated to show up for that. That's their own stuff. They're processing. And that's the idea of like 
when you know yourself, you know your shit, you know what you want or you're self-discovering. Cause here's the thing too. You don't have to have it all figured out. We're so obsessed in this culture of like, you know what? It has to be perfect before I can do the things, right? I have to have all my shit together, all my ducks in a row before I can find the love of my life. I have to have a million dollar business before I de- I'm deemed worthy enough for this award. Or I have to, before I can sign a client, I have to have everything together. I need to know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. Or, okay, so I'm in this career phase in my life where like it's growing and all that stuff. So I have to wait until my career is all set before I can even date someone because I'm so scared of losing what I have. That is you not trusting yourself. That has nothing to do with the relationship, nothing to do with the money, nothing to do with the career, nothing to do with kids, nothing to do with your environment, nothing, nothing, nothing. That's you not trusting yourself that you can stay true to who you are through it all. And that has nothing to do with anyone around you. That has everything to do with you and yourself. How do you solve that? You realize that your relationship with the world around you is just feedback. It's just feedback. It's just teaching you the things about your life and about yourself. And when you do that, you take the pressure off of like that person that you're kind of seeing of being the one. You take the pressure off because it doesn't matter. You just met them. It's fine. It's feedback. You also take the pressure off of are we there yet mentality, which is something that I talk a lot about in the book is like, am I there yet? Have I accomplished it yet? Am I good enough yet? Am I at where I want to be in my career yet? Like what's happening? Is am, am I there yet? Like, oh, am I good enough yet? Have I reached these goals yet? Why am I not where I want to be by the age that I am yet? Like all those mentalities, we talk about that too. That all just comes from you not trusting yourself. That all just comes from you either Dragon Ball Zing out your energy or going into isolation mode. That's it. When you're in this nice mode of like knowing who you are, trusting yourself, you can actually play in this space of like, ooh, self-discovery is fun, but also relationships are fun. Also, letting people in is fun. Trust is fun. If trust gets broken, that's just feedback. It has nothing to do with who, oh, you fucked up by trusting this one person or you fucked up by doing this. It has nothing to do with you being like, oh, I can never trust again or anything like that. It has everything to do with that's feedback. That meant nothing about me. Maybe for you, it's not that it means anything about your identity. You're still so worthy, but it's like, oh, okay, noted. I saw these red flags and I, I'm not into them. I'm not into that. I don't want that anymore. That's a new standard in my life. And you get to move forward with these really strong standards of what you get to have in your life while staying wildly open to experiencing things, to talking to someone. And if nothing comes from it, whatever. What did you learn from that interaction? What did you get to discover about yourself, right? A relationship that doesn't work out. What did you discover about yourself? That one person who maybe you wanted something more with and they want something casual or you want something casual and they want something more or something like that. Like, what did you discover about yourself? What did you discover about yourself through that interaction? That's all it is. Life is a giant, amazing thing of self-discovery. So stop being so afraid to discover, okay? I love you guys so much. That's it for me tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. Okay. Kick ass, take names, change the world. If you want to support me, please pre-order my book. Yay. It's going to be so good. My goal is to have 400 pre-orders by April 22nd. And that's a huge lofty goal. So if you know someone who needs this in their life, please send it their way or buy them a copy, buy them a VIP access. My goal is to get this into 400 people who are ready to get off their ass and into their life. This is so much more about 
people and human beings showing up to their life, experiencing life again, getting their face out of their cell phones, getting their face out of the books, getting their face out of the media that tells them that they're not good enough or that they're broken and all that shit and really, really tapping into their own self-discovery. More information on that can go, you can go to daniellederizzo.com slash book and find out everything about this book, pre-order, be a part of the VIPs. And I cannot wait to share this work with you. I'm so freaking excited. The stuff that I've already shared in the group has gotten amazing feedback and people are already having breakthroughs, which is really cool. So, and that's just me sharing with them the outline of the book and like what the chapters are and all this stuff and what I'll be talking about. So I can't wait till this book is in your hands and help me help you to change your life and the frequency of the whole damn world by helping people get wildly obsessed with their, with their humanness, wildly obsessed with their humanness. That's my goal. Okay. Love you guys so much. Kick ass, take names, change the world. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. And I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership, love and unfiltered voice. Then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues. Okay. So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.